0: Hi everyone, welcome to episode 3 of the Golf Shot Podcast. I'm your host, Tommy Bagley. This week we're just going to do some Shriners uh, Championship recap, look ahead to the JoJo, and just talk a little bit about what's going on in the world of golf because uh, there's just not much going on in professional golf right now, so we'll just hit some random topics and hopefully keep this quick for this week. So I wasn't really able to catch a whole lot of the Shriners this week. To be completely honest with everybody, um, for the second weekend in a row, I was actually out of town. Uh, last week I was in Minnesota for a wedding, and then this week I was actually in Oregon uh, visiting a friend's house. My uh, first time in the Pacific Northwest, uh, which was which was really cool, but it uh, you know kind of made it a little difficult to catch a lot of the golf. Uh, but you winner this week was Tom Kim, who was back to back at the Shriner's. Uh, pretty impressive stuff from him. It's been kind of a up and down year, I'd say, for Tom Kim. But you know, the Shriner's obviously sets up really well for his game. Uh, it's not the longest golf course out there, so he was able to kind of flourish once again. Um, I feel like a lot of people in golf have really strong opinions on Tom Kim, and there's kind of a debate. I think after the hot start last year and what happened in the Presidents' Cup. There's been a lot of different talk about whether Tom Kim is going to be one of like the, the guys going forward. And I think it's been kind of polarizing because, you know, I think the personality of Tom Kim, he's such a likable guy. Um, the kind of how he blew up out of nowhere uh, kind of got a lot of people's attention. But there's a lot of people out there that think, you know, that he just truly doesn't hit it far enough to really contend uh, week in and week out on the PGA Tour. Um, he proved some people wrong by playing better in the majors than a lot of people thought he would. Uh, he's been kind of a, a a darling of the betting markets, always seems to be really, um, you know, his price in the betting markets, especially when he was kind of uh, the guy kind of going in the fall season last year and then going into the early year, uh, early 2023, uh, was, you know, always priced as one of the favorites. Um, but you know, everything kind of cooled off with the Tom Kim hype and, uh, but great to see him get back in the winner's circle and, uh, really impressive stuff from him this week at the Shriners. Got to hold myself accountable on this thing. So, uh, you know, Adam Shank was my pick for the Shriners and of course he misses the cut. So that's, that's great. Great for me and my, my picks. Um, I will have a pick this week for the JoJo. Don't, don't you worry. Uh, but as I, I've have been trying to to say on this thing, I am I am no expert, and uh, there's a lot of people on Twitter and elsewhere in uh, the marketplace that will you'll do better uh, getting picks from. But I like to share it. You know, I like to have a record, on, record of it, and uh, I'm gonna be holding myself accountable uh, for the picks, and and you guys can either make fun of me or uh, roll with me. Maybe we'll get hot, uh, but it's been a... 2023 was a pretty rough year, I'd say, in the picks department. Um, so we'll see. So I did want to just mention, you know, I did say it was I went to Oregon last weekend. Um, this is not necessarily golf-related, but there is a slight golf bend to it. Um, I think a lot of people who go to the Oregon Coast who are golf fans or natural, naturally be like, oh, did you go to, to Bandon? Uh, I did not go to Bandon. It is the closest I've been to Bandon for sure. I was about um, four hours north of there, kind of in the coast on the coast coast of Oregon, but uh, much closer to Portland. Uh, Bandon is pretty famously uh, remote and kind of in the middle of the state on the coast there, in a in a pretty pretty unpopulated rural uh, part of the coast. Um, but I gotta say, I did get a feel to what that kind of coastline looks like and feels like. I think where I was was a lot more rocky uh terrain than what's down at at Bandon but uh yeah I mean it's I'm sure the cliff cliffside golf courses there are just spectacular I've I've definitely seen plenty of pictures and taken a lot of you know the video tours and stuff from that are online and uh, it's it's definitely a a must-do destination I I can't wait to do it sometime I gotta get a group of core golf friends to do it with me because I don't think I have a a uh, group of friends who are like hardcore enough to want to do it with me. Uh, But definitely a bucket list item. I can't wait to do that someday. And and I definitely get the appeal. Uh, Oregon's got kind of a Scottish weather type of feel, maybe even more kind of like damp than Scotland. So it's a little bit more, you know, the kind of the greenery that you associate with the Pacific Northwest. But yeah, it was really beautiful up there. And, um, you know, one thing I always do visiting a place, somebody who's interested in kind of geography and and new places, new cities, is I'm always like on uh, Google Maps and Google Earth before a trip, just kind of like looking around, going on street view, looking at photos. And I always find different golf courses that are kind of cool. So this week I found like Waverly Country Club, which was just outside of Portland um, on the Willamette River that runs through the city. And I thought that was like it was super cool looking. I uh, would love to play. Looks like a really nice kind of uh, fancy private club in the area, uh, designed by a guy named H. Chandler Egan, who I was unfamiliar with, um, but recent renovation by Gil Hans and uh, looked really cool. Really cool. You know, it's tough to not get on Google Google Earth or Google Street or Google Maps and kind of like see golf courses and be like, ooh, that looks cool. And then all of a sudden you're doing a deep dive and getting distracted at work, as I do, and I have to be like, okay, gotta stop, cruising around and get back to work. So I'd say what I most, what I cut the most of for the Shriners was definitely uh, the Fridays around, as I was kind of following the Lexi Thompson storyline as she kind of hovered around the cut line, and I gotta say I watched, um, I was able to watch, qu- quite a bit of her. F- her opening round and then some of her her second round, and I was really um, blown away by her ball striking. I thought it was just a tremendous performance from her. Tita Green um, really impressed me by the length that she was hitting it, um, and just just her all around ball striking. She was clearly keeping keeping up with the guys, uh, hitting fairway woods into a lot of holes strategically hitting basically every fairway um, and hitting so many greens, which obviously made life a lot easier for Uh, the putter. You know, she what really was helping her on when she was inside the cut line, she had hold some like nice long putts, like over 20 feet, which is not something I'm accustomed to really seeing her drop on the LPGA tour. So I think that was really impressive and definitely helped uh, with the overall like flow of her game. Uh, What I didn't see is the end of her round friday and i was listening to the shotgun star podcast this morning and it sounds like from what shane bacon who was uh co-hosting today or yesterday said was that she hit some pretty lexi thompson putts down the stretch which were the you know are the short missed putts so i didn't see those i did see some like shaky strokes from what i saw on thursday and friday but not totally surprised by hearing that there were some kind of Lexi-looking um, short ones on Friday when the stuff went got down to the wire. That is, unfortunately, kind of her MO. But, I mean, you have to give her so much credit, um, so much pressure. To follow up a pretty solid round on Thursday with the beginnings of a really, really good round on Friday It's just really, really impressive stuff. Um, she definitely did all her fellow LPGA members proud and uh, really showed, you know, the quality of the LPGA tour as someone who hasn't even played that well. And so really kind of shout out to Lexi. And I think it also kind of does show, I think Lexi hit it really well this week, but it does kind of show some of the differences between the LPGA setup and the PGA tour setup, because you can imagine if at the length that they were playing the Shriners, Lexi, uh, if that was an LPGA tour event and they played it at le- that length, you would see what kind of advantage she would have off the tee and into the greens because she's clearly like a lot longer than most of the LPGA players. And so the setups uh, being pretty short and really favoring in the LPGA game, really favoring kind of those languid swing solid you know solid ball strikers but don't really hit it that far uh, players um it is a disadvantage to her i think and it is interesting just because it's the opposite of the setups on the pga tour which are much which are all geared for the distance game and has kind of moved the entire men's professional golf like into a distance game from the the jump from the junior game to college to the tour, it's all about distance because that's how they play it on tour, and it, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Of all the, these events expanding the golf courses we, uh, because of where guys hit it, then guys responding to be like, "Oh, this is what playing good golf, uh, what playing good golf means is to hit it a long way." The stats back that up. On the PGA tour, the longer you hit it, uh, the easier the approach shots are, the closer you know you're able to hit it into into the greens, uh, closer to the pin. And so just interesting to see Lexi succeed on a long golf course like that. Um, Hit some great shots, drove at par four, uh, which was super impressive. And so just all in all, um, you know, as I said last week, I'm not always like the hugest Lexi Thompson fan, but I was really impressed with her this week and uh, just kind of shout out to her. Okay, so this week's Suzette Zhou championship is happening uh, it's at the Accordia Golf Narashino Country Club in Japan, as it was uh, last year, won by Keegan Bradley. Um, you know, this is going to be a difficult TV viewing experience, as it has been in years past. Uh, Golf Channel and Peacock are, are carrying the event live uh, Wednesday into Thursday through Saturday into Sunday uh, from 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Eastern. Uh, so here on the East east coast of the united states it's going to be kind of a difficult watch um but i'll probably probably just be following along in the morning when i wake up uh see the highlights and kind of just look at the leaderboard as we go this week um the nice thing about this week is we do have um some of the top players playing from Shriners, which was a pretty um you know not a great field uh, for a PGA Tour event but this week you know you have the likes of Colin Marikawa, Ricky Fowler playing uh, Xander Shoffley, uh, Hideki Matsuyama, Keegan Bradley uh, and some very popular guys this week like Cam Davis Minhu Lee, Sungjae Im uh, who are guys who have been playing a little bit more uh, because of the kind of the gap in the schedule with the Ryder Cup and everything guys have been able to play internationally and kind of keep their momentum going, whereas the Europeans and Americans have, have, may have been taking a little bit of a break. So this is the third time that this event is going to be played at Nerishino Country Club. Um, previously won by Tiger Woods in 2019, uh, Hideki Matsuyama in 2021, and then Keegan Bradley last year. Um, I think, you know, the M.O. on the golf course, as you could see by those three winners... Is it tends to be a ball strikers golf course. All those guys obviously are great. to Green, uh, I think a lot of people in their picks this week are looking for guys uh, who are at the top of the strokes gained. Uh, to Green uh, statistics, uh, great iron games. Uh, guys like Cam Davis, I've seen a lot. is um, up there, and a lot of the on the betting odds. Um, Colin Morikawa obviously uh, Min Min-Hoo Lee who's had a really good fall so far are all guys people have been eyeing, and Xander Shoffley I should I should not leave out, but personally, um, I'm a little sour on Xander just from the Ryder Cup, which is not a great way to make picks, but um, I just thought he played so poorly there that it would be very Xander to play well here. Obviously, he won uh, the gold medal here for Japan, um, and he's got a lot of connections to japan and xander's kind of a guy who seems to show up well at golf courses that he likes uh but i'm gonna be kind of fading xander this week um so yeah i mean i don't have too much to say about the jojo this week not event historically that i've been able to watch a whole lot of uh definitely like like this addition to the schedule like that the pga tour has some presence internationally. Um, you know, this is the type of event that had a little bit more pizzazz before Live, and Liv had just, has just taken so many of the top guys who could possibly be playing this week. And, you know, frankly, if I was a PGA Tour player, it would be an event where you feel like you should be playing for a Live purse, like this big international event where I'm sure they can muster up a huge purse for. Um, and, you know, I think the it's like a standard um purse yeah like 11 million dollar purse here uh which is nothing to to scoff at but it's the type of thing you you think some guys would be like yeah i could see why you would want to be a live right now uh you know with um taylor gooch reckoning 18 million dollars or whatever it was for winning uh the individual live title uh i haven't really been following with that closely but from what I gathered, um, that's pretty insane that that's the the payout that he just made. And I don't know if those payouts are long for this world. But uh, yeah, the Zojo Jojo would have a little bit more pizzazz if, there, if some of the Lib guys you know were still playing on the tour. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll see how it goes. I mean, I think it was a huge story when Tiger won because uh, it just got him one... He was one win shy of, of Sam Sneed's record, as he still is for PGA Tour record wins. And um, it was a huge story when Hideki won because he he won in his homeland in Japan. And that was such a, a huge win for him. And he said uh, such a, you know, one of his life goals and, and the pressure was immense. Um, so looking forward to kind of, I would love to catch a little bit more of this. Um, I love myself some kind of offbeat hours golf. I hope to not be up at three a.m., but you never know. Maybe I will be, and I'll be capturing some Zozo Championship this week. <laughs> but we'll see. Okay, just to wrap up this week's episode, uh, pick this week, uh, take at your own peril. Uh, talked to him, talked about him a little bit previously as a defend as a former champion here, but that's Hideki Matsuyama, who I just. You know, has had an up and down year, up and down couple years, battling injuries. Uh, withdrew from the BMW Championship at Wentworth a couple weeks ago, but kind of just feeling Hideki. Um, kind of one of the favorite betting favorites right now. So one of the guys at the top of the board. Um, I don't really have a lot to go off here. Just seems like kind of a Hideki week. It's tough to gauge him. He's he's a guy who seems to always be. Kind of a betting darling, but really tough to gauge, uh, gauge his wins. So just going with Hideki to, you know, at least play well here this week. And, uh, we'll see. Maybe I'll check back next week and we'll actually have a nice pick that maybe will not miss the cut and hopefully finish top 30 to make myself feel better. But anyhow, that's really all I got this week. Uh, thank you again so much for listening. Uh, there was a joke On yesterday's Shotgun Start, about how they started a podcast in September and how that is possibly the worst time to start a golf podcast. Um, I kind of obviously understand this is a slow time in the golf calendar, uh, but if you're listening, maybe you're just chomping at the bit for just something else besides all like the NFL coverage, or maybe that's not really your thing. But thank you so much for listening. Um, You know, find me on Twitter and I'll check on everybody next week. Have a good week. Bye.